Okay, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Figure It Out podcast on a beautiful Victory Monday in the Chiefs Kingdom. Solo this evening, just myself. Johnny Blaine had prior engagements, so just uh, just the voice, uh, as they call me in my circles, I guess now. But um, what a win for the Kansas City Chiefs last night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 41-31 in a game that the score is not indicative of, of the entire game. Bucks scored one late on an ill-advised Patrick Mahomes turnover. Um, the Chiefs dominated this game for all four quarters. Tampa just could never find uh, could never find the way to get back in the game. Really, Chiefs took care of the ball for most of the night, besides that one arid throw. But all in all, just an overall amazing performance last night from a team that came out and looked hungry um, after that absolute stinker in Week Three, where the team looked a little disheveled, a little off off the page. Um, they were fired on all cylinders last night. Patrick Mahomes, 23 of 37, 249 yards and three touchdowns. He had that pick late. Not really for sure what the game plan was there with that play. Uh, at that point of the game, we really could have just ran the ball out and punted it. But um, when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can make every play imaginable, including a spin arama flick into the back of the end zone, finding Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you tend to you tend to try to live with with stuff like that, but um, an absolutely flawless day on offense. Um, it was just good to see. Finally, everything kind of clicked. The defense played well. The offense played well. Special teams played well, and probably the biggest play of the game was the first play of the game. And we'll, talk, we'll let's start here with special teams. Special teams, not a lot of action um, on the punt unit, which is a great thing to have, but. Out of the gate, they force a turnover on the opening kickoff, recovered, the Chiefs get the short field, and from then on, it was really all Chiefs. Uh, special teams sets your tone, phenomenal job by the by the special teams, coming out there, flying around, getting a big hit, getting the scooping, um, the turnover. Elijah Lee, cut earlier in the week, comes back in, in on the tackle, finds his way around the football. That's how you get on, on rosters, and uh, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, they do a great job every week, but they even they even alluded to he's one of the best special teams guys in the league. That's his reputation, and it's because of plays like that. Awesome to see, um, especially as a special teams guy myself, uh, any way we can influence the game. And, and sticking right there with that, Matthew Wright. You know, this Chiefs team, and I hate dwelling in the past, but this Chiefs team is a Matthew Wright away from being 4-0. You don't have the special teams kick mishaps last week in Indy. Um, that's, that's a completely different game. Last night, absolute nails. There wasn't even a doubt in any of his field goals. I found myself, and I'm curious to see what uh, Johnny and Blaine and maybe the rest of the Chiefs kingdom were thinking of whenever we saw Matthew Wright line up for kicks. I have never been that glued in to every single extra point. Um, obviously I love it. It's a huge part of the game, but when Butker's out there, you almost don't even have to watch. He's automatic, but I was dialed in. He looked really crisp. What a great job for him. I would imagine Butker back week five for the Raiders game next Monday, but Matthew Wright, hats off to you and the rest of the unit getting points when we needed them. 
There were a couple times in there where Tampa did keep the Chiefs out of the end zone, and Matthew Wright continued to add points to the scoreboard. So big playing guys like Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers, throwing the you know same category. You have to just continue to get points no matter what. Three was huge last night, and he got that at least two different times, one being a big one in the second half to extend the lead back out to, I believe, 17. Um, it was a great, great performance from him. Awesome to see. Um, and, and a really, a really uh, big turn of events from, from the previous week. Let's get in on the offense. One thing that really stuck out to all of us, um, the Chiefs' efficiency on first down. They were averaging over five yards a clip on first down. Anytime you can do that against a really good defense like Tampa, um, it just sets you up for so much more success. You don't play behind the chains against a team that can get after you like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense can, and the Chiefs just flat out didn't. And a huge part of that was that offensive line. Man, did they respond. Um, under some serious scrutiny last week following the uh, the Colts game, and whether or not you, you like Clyde or like the running back room, um, at the end of the day, the running game starts up front, and they really didn't do a good job against Indy. That was not the story last night against Tampa. They looked like an angry unit that was pissed off, a little embarrassed, and responded to their biggest challenge of the year, top to bottom. We already played the Chargers. You know that their their edge guys are good, but all four Tampa's down linemen can get after the passer. They stop the run well. And, and one thing that is neglected when you talk about the running game is how do you handle the linebackers? And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a phenomenal linebacking duo in Devonto White and, uh, or excuse me, Devin White and Levante David. I actually combined their names right there. That's that's an error on me. But um, those two guys flat out can get after the football. They get across the field really well. Some of the fastest linebackers in the league, um, especially Devin White. His sideline to sideline ability is is unbelievable. And the Chiefs really, for the most part, I mean, of course he made a couple plays, but nothing to write home about, really neutralized them. And that's because it finally seemed like for the first time last night, the Chiefs just lined up and ran the ball downhill, which is exactly what we had been asking for all year. Just get in there and run the halfback dive. And we saw that last night from Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Isaiah Pacheco. Clyde, 19 carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. He gives you half of that. You're going to win a lot of football games with this offense. Great to see that production. Isaiah Pacheco, welcome to the scene. Um, really hadn't gotten going out of the first three weeks of the season, but turned it on last night. Ran with an attitude. Ran really hard. Turned a bunch of two- and three-yard gains into four, five, six yards. That is so big when, when trying to neutralize a defense like Tampa and really keep them on their heels because their passing defense last night was exposed. Um, and I really think a lot of it has to do with their inability to guess what we were going to do. Um, they, they didn't seem to blitz a lot. Pat was only sacked three times. And that that really that all adds up to a, a really successful running game and a really successful night on the ground for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, awesome to see. I mean, we have been calling for that. Because I, I'm, I'm going to talk about the passing game, but... We know that the passing game is going to be there. It's always going to be there. Um, it might be a little off here and there, but they're going to figure it out passing. 
And when you can run the football, I'm telling you, it's going to make it so much easier for Patrick and this wide receiving core and Travis Kelsey to do what they do. And there was just guys all over the place. I mean, listen to this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight guys had a catch last night. And one, two, three of them had three or more. That is balance in itself. And and you just don't know where this offense is going to attack you when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a victim of that last night. Um, Really awesome to see. Pat play with a lot of a lot of confidence. Talk about him for a second. And he's included in this running game. Four carries for 34 yards. I tweeted this last night. I thought that through the, through the first three weeks, take out Arizona because he really didn't need to. The Chargers and Colts game, I thought there was opportunities for him to run, and he did not elect to do those. He tried to force a little bit on a couple throws in those games. Last night, he was willing to run. And it sets up so much for him because when he, even when he scrambles out right or left, those defenders are not worried about him running, and he's going to run. He is more than capable of a runner, and and plays like that Clyde play are set up because he's running the ball down the field, and they have to honor they have to honor him in terms of his throwing ability because he can throw it at any time. They didn't suck up in time. He gets all the way down to the line of scrimmage and he flicks that into the back of the end zone for one of the best plays we might see in the entire NFL season. It was it was awesome to see him get back to his running because his first three, four years in this league, he ran the ball a lot. He's been running that play against Tennessee in the, in the playoffs where he ran for at least 40 yards and fell into the end zone. Um, he is an underrated runner. And I'm not sitting here saying that he's a Lamar or a Josh Allen, but his running ability is incredibly underrated, and it got us into some situations where it was either going to be third and long or third and short, and and he had a lot to do with that. I remember one, he was scrambling left. I believe it was, I can't remember if it was second or third quarter, but let's say it was the second quarter. I think it was about a second and 13. He ran it and got all the way down to third and three, and we believe we scored on the on the drive. I think that might have even been the Noah Gray QB sneak. Um, it's a huge weapon, and a weapon that he needs to continue to utilize, and a weapon that puts insane, con- insane stress on your defense. Um, when they have to account for a running quarterback, it, it, it really throws a bind in what they want to try to do. A little surprised looking at it from the Tampa side that we that they didn't try to blitz Mahomes, um, and that might sound weird coming from me, considering that we know and we talk on this show all the time about um, teams that try to blitz Patrick Mahomes are very um, unsuccessful in doing so. But I would have expected a little bit more heat from Todd Bowles. They seem to play really conservative and. Say what you will about Mahomes against the Blitz, but if you're going to play zone and you're not going to get home with four, um, he's going to pick you apart, and he did last night. And speaking of getting at home with four, what an embarrassing performance, quite frankly, for the Tampa Bay defensive line. Uh, a, te- a unit that was talking a lot of noise earlier in the week, uh, comparing this, this offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl offensive line that they faced two years ago. Um... I really didn't understand any of the warrant behind that, but you know what? Let defenders talk all they want. That's the difference between offense and defensive football. Um, defenders are going to talk, and while you know they might look cool doing it, you got to show up and perform. And Shaquille Barrett, was he even out there? I'm not even for sure that he was out there. 
Um, Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown, unbelievable performance. Wiley was like rated like 96%. Just an amazing performance and a gutsy performance from this offensive line. I cannot continue to to rave on this unit enough. Um, and, and this is just me talking about them in the passing game. I mean, Pat was not really under any pressure last night. Like I said, he only missed, or excuse me, he only got sacked three times. And that's just that's just great to see. Uh, that offensive line continues to get confidence week in and week out. And it's 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 a really bright spot um, for this Chiefs offense and, and a and a spot that really will propel this offense to new heights and continued success throughout the year. But I think the biggest story, quite frankly, of this Chiefs season through four weeks, and here's where we start to really kind of evaluate teams. And are they real or are they not? Um, Through the first four weeks of the season, now take this with a grain of salt, four games in, but this is the best Chiefs defense that Patrick Mahomes has had in his era um, as the the Kansas City Chiefs starting quarterback. This defense is young. This defense is physical. This defense is fast. This defense isn't afraid to make mistakes, which I think is huge because I think it makes you play looser. This secondary is getting active and blitzing and made a huge play last night. I would go ahead and crown Legereus Sneed the defensive uh, player of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Nine total tackles, eight solo. He got the sack and strip on Tom Brady that was recovered by Chris Jones that really, really flipped the game on its head because right then and there, Tampa was definitely gaining momentum and if you know anything about Tom Brady, momentum and him are a good mixture. And I would have to say that Tampa was more or less going to put points on the board that drive. First play out of the break after uh, after uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get the ball back. Legereus Sneed, an awesome delayed blitz off the side. Tom never saw him coming. Um, hit him hard, clean. Just an amazing play. Um and, and it just goes to show the confidence that Steve Spagnuolo has in this guy. Um, a guy that normally gets the toughest matchup week in and week out. And a, and a guy that a lot of people not necessarily talk shit on, but a lot of people question like, I don't know, maybe just question his ability. But he's really proven people wrong right now. Um, and against another big body receiver like Mike Evans. Now granted, Mike Evans did go off, but... A lot of that has to do with Tampa was just throwing the ball. I mean, Tom Brady threw it 52 times. Threw it 52 times, and Mike Evans had eight catches of those 52. Um, he was clearly targeting him all night. And I know that he went for eight catches and 103 yards and two touchdowns. And while that might sound like a big a big night, and it is. I'm not taking anything away from Mike Evans, but um, nobody else on this team hurt the Chiefs. And when you can only have one guy hurt you, um, it 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 sets up a big recipe for success for your for your defense. And they answered the call last night. I absolutely love this secondary too. The the hit, Juan Thornhill. I'll let you you can have that penalty all you want. Um, I think that was an absolutely atrocious call uh, in the back of the end zone on Mike Evans. Nonetheless, uh, I don't really know what what referees or the league want defenders to do um even as an offensive guy um that just made no sense to me I mean he hit him clean he hit him with his shoulder he hit him in the chest he didn't even make contact with his helmet um 
And and I think they had a, a product of of the ref being right there at the play. Um, and I would imagine that that collision sounded a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot more injury inflicting right there in the action because it was a hard hit, hard hit, but very clean within the rules. But I, I say all that because this team, these the secondary, I challenged the secondary early in the year. I believe I challenged them week one. I said this, I said the key to the game was perimeter tackling, tackling in space. And so far through four weeks, this defense is answering that call. They are tackling well. And, and, oh, by the way, Johnny Rowe made a great point last night. No Willie Gay and no Trent McDuffie, who are both, one is suspended and the other one nursing uh, an injury. He should be back within the next couple weeks. Um, so a huge, huge performance from this Chiefs defense last night. Uh, Tom Brady had a couple, he had a couple plays here and there where I did not like the pressure. Um one play in particular sticks out to me. It was later in the game, so it didn't make that big of a difference. But like Frank Clark got solo blocked on a pass rush with a tight end. Don't love seeing that, but um, overall, a really active game up front from the defense. Karloftis making good plays. Um, Derek Noddy, he had two tackles last night. Good to see him back on there. Brian Cook also. That's the thing with this Chiefs defense. They seem deep right now. I mean, Brian Cook... The third string safety has five tackles, two solo, and he had a great play in the back of the end zone too on uh, the Bucks tight end. They eventually scored, but still good to see the young guy making a play like that. That only will boost his confidence. And a guy that I think just needs more reps, I think he could be really, really good for this uh, Chiefs defense. Nick Bolton, eight tackles, six solo. Say Can't say enough about him week in and week out. He's playing himself into an all-pro position um, in terms of linebacker in this league. He He's so smart. His football savviness, is it, it, it blows me away week in and week out how smart he is. Eight tackles, six solo, if I hadn't already said that already. But so fast sideline to sideline, the true leader of this defense. And you can just tell that those guys respond to him. And, and right now, it really seems like the Chiefs have three legit leaders at all three levels of this defense. Chris Jones, we knew he was going to be there. Nick Bolton, last year a rookie, uh, couldn't really take over that role uh, with guys like Anthony Hitchens and, dare I say it, Ben Neiman out there. Those guys are long gone, history, and he's taken over the reins of the signal caller of this defense, and it is great to see him out there leading the way. And then you got guys like Justin Reed in the back end mixed with Juan Thornhill who has some good veteran experience now. They seem on the same page at all times, which is something that this Chiefs defense has lacked and lacked incredible uh, amounts last year in the playoffs. I mean, against the Bengals, they were disheveled. Hell, against the Bills, I mean, I know Gabe Davis is a good receiver, but my God, he was wide open on several plays. And there's videos and all that kind of stuff out there about our secondary last year being um, not on the same page. But so far, I cannot allude to a situation where this secondary and this linebacker core are not on the same page. And you mix that in with our ability to blitz from the secondary. This defense right now is playing at a level that, A, like I said already, Patrick Mahomes has not seen. This Chiefs organization, since Patrick Mahomes has gotten here, has not seen. And I truly feel like this team is going to keep us in all of these games, if not give us the lead. I mean, 
We already have a Chiefs defensive score on the season. We don't need to rehash that, but um, just awesome to see. And, and when you have Patrick Mahomes, if he has a chance, this offense and this entire team has chances to win. A phenomenal performance last night from our Kansas City Chiefs who moved to 3-1 and one on this young season through the first month of the regular season. We turn around to play the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. Should be a good one. Raiders got their first win over divisional opponent Denver Broncos. But it was a dogfight, and the Raiders are prone to big-time mistakes. And I am not sold on their defense. That is for damn sure. Um, Can't wait to talk about the games on Wednesday. Week 5 slate. Johnny Rowe, Blaine Wheeler will be back with me. This is the Figure It Out podcast. With me, Chandler Collins, Chiefs win 41-31 to move to 3-1 and on the season.